It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. I have my man, Jeff Cohen, in the building. What's up, Jeff? I'm a tired man, but I'm doing well. You're tired? Yeah. You, on your, you're, on, you're not on your quarantine flow? <laughs> no, man. I, look, I had the day job, so I was doing the day job, and now I'm not spending a little time with you, so. Yeah, I was just joking. You're a busy, hard-working man. <laughs> You know, you have two, you have two careers, two careers. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, if you guys, you know, my last podcast, I talked a little bit about my, uh, you know, myself with, um, in regards to, you know, social, uh, racial profiling and everything. And, um, you know, Jeff, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons have been very vocal. I mean, and so have a lot of other players, um, athletes. You know, to me, um, you know, I really want to talk about that. I want to talk about those two guys. And I want to talk about society as a whole. Um, But also, before we get off here, you know, I also think that we kind of knew it was going to happen. But I wanted to get your your thoughts on the... uh, the playoffs that's going to happen or, or the format, there's going to be 22 teams coming back. Um, and far in regards to the NBA, the Sixers are going to be one of those teams. They're possibly going to have a play in tournament and then they're going to have a playoffs. Like first they're going to start out. Each team is going to play eight regular season games from there. They're going to have, um, they're, they're possibly going to have like a eighth seed, ninth seed, um, like play in uh, format, and then after that they'll they'll break it down to the playoffs. So we'll talk about that. But you know, right now, you know, there's a lot going on. You know, there's a lot of people who it's it's kind of weird. And and what, the reason why I pause is in because you know, right now, you know, let's face it, it all started with police uh, brutality of African Americans, right? Um, 
You know, there's been since 2014, since 2014, since the beginning, there have been 14 African, 13 African Americans who were killed by the cops. And we're talking about the ones who got publicized, you know, 13 that we know of. And then, you know, you, you, you talk about the Trayvon Martin incident in 2012. And then also you talk about Aubrey, the guy who was, um, you murdered while, while jogging in South Georgia. And, you know, you have guys like Tobias Harris, who's coming out. He was marching. Tobias Harris and Matisse Thibel were marching on Saturday in a peaceful protest. And then you have Ben Simmons, who doesn't like uh, President Trump's rhetoric. And he's like basically blasting them on social media. And the thing about it is the reason why I say people are going back and forth is because there are some groups who are saying, well, what about the the looting? And to me, the looting, personally, the looters and the protesters are two different groups. I mean, I think the protesters are the people early in the afternoon having these basically peaceful protests. They're talking to the police officers. The police, in some instances, the police officers are kneeling with them. In some instances, and then when night turns, then you have these guys who are, how should I say it, um, opportunists, who basically want to be extremely violent and they just want to start a ruckus. And so, where you have some people praising the athletes for being conscious. And then you have other people saying, yo, hold up. How are you going to pray? How are you going to talk about police brutality when there's people destroying property and, and, and looting and stuff like that? So I just want to get your impression of, of these guys like Tobias, uh, Ben, and, and other athletes who have been, you know, using their platform to speak out against social inequality and racial... First of all, I think you're right. There's no equivalence between people that are protesting peacefully because of of trying to fix an injustice and opportunists to show up later in the day. And for people to bring up, well, what about the looters? That has nothing to do with the fact of what the underlying problem is. And, And people need to keep those separate. Otherwise, it's just another example of a false equivalency. But with regard to, specifically with regard to Tobias and, and Ben and Matisse and all those athletes that are speaking out in addition to people in other walks of life, you know, this isn't this, and, I, and I'm not saying whether Colin Kaepernick was the right person to carry the message or not, but isn't this what we were, we've been dealing with for a few years now with regard to people telling Colin Kaepernick to just shut up and play and not, and, and not to kneel? Um, and that was a peaceful protest. And by the way, I think people need to know, with regard to that Colin Kaepernick, it's not like Colin Kaepernick was doing it to be disrespectful. I believe he actually consulted with a veteran uh, of the military, and it was that military person who said this would be the right way to do it. So people seem to be lost in that, but nothing's changed. This is exactly why there were peaceful protests, because the idea was to try to raise awareness so this didn't happen again. 
so George Floyd didn't happen again. And we're now in a situation where we all need to speak up. Some of us more than others. Some of us have experience that others don't. You need to educate people. But there's nothing wrong with athletes using their platform. I've always thought that anybody should speak up as long as they have knowledge on the subject, as long as they're educated on what they're talking about and care and passionate about what they're talking about. Tobias has been somebody who's been out there dealing with issues for a while now. I mean, you wrote about his involvement in the community, uh, I think it was last year. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Ben is kind of a newcomer to it. Ben has kind of always been the quiet type on this team um, and has found his voice, at least penned his voice, on the article that he wrote. And these athletes have an ability to do something that other people don't. They, they have a megaphone. They, they have, especially now, they have social media accounts with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people following them. And so if they can use that, it's kind of, you know, it's funny. I mean, it's funny. It's, it's kind of ironic. You're using my sayings. <laughs> I always say it. I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I always say that it's funny. I'm like, oh, no, no, that's not funny. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's ironic that, that this discussion is happening right after we had the discussion a couple weeks ago about the last dance and and the debate on whether Michael Jordan should have used his platform more than he did. And now we, we're having the discussion about athletes using their platform. And this is, a, even Michael Jordan actually has now come out and started to use the platform. And so I'm, I'm at a loss for people who say that they shouldn't say anything. What is, what is the downside to people sharing their experiences and wanting to understand each other? Because the only way this stops is if we all understand each other. If you look at the, the protests, what have been some of the, the, the least violent, most successful protests that you've seen? It's where the police and the protesters are walking arm in arm. I mean, you got to give credit to like a city like Camden. Where, where the police department is is walking arm in arm with people protesting. And isn't that what we want? Don't we want the, the, the police? I have nothing against the police. Most people have nothing against the vast number of police that go into this in order to help their communities. But I think, believe it or not, I think it was Chris Rock who said there are certain careers, there are certain jobs you just can't have. Any, you can't have any bad apples. Just like the airline industry. You can't have a bunch of bad pilots because mm-hmm. if you have a couple, you got planes that are crashing. You can't have any bad apples as cops because this is what happens. You're right. You're right. And, and you know, you can't have any bad apples. The thing is, I, I get offended when I hear people say, why are you speaking? Just play ball. 
and and the reason why I get it in or you know the saying is I guess the the slogan is shut up and play basketball, right? Well, to me that's an insult because every other human being can speak and what you're saying is like you're getting paid to play ball. That which is true. But I take it as if you want the person to just go out there and shuck and jive. Like, yeah, you know, just just go out there and amuse me. You're not supposed to think. You're not supposed to do anything. You know, you're just going to be my entertainment for three hours. And, you know, the the thing is, I mean, I, I really do. I, I do get offended. Like, there are times on, on Facebook or, or if I, I post a story somewhere on uh, Enquire.com or I tweet it out and I hear that. And I see that rather, and I just cringe inside because, you know, when is it, you know, when is it like it, and you typically don't say that for a white male, you say that for a black athlete, typically, you know what I mean? You, you say, shut up and play ball or, or don't speak on issues. Now to me, and I hope I'm not basically repeating some of the things you said. But you look at a guy like Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris just signed a contract for $180 million. Before that, Tobias Harris made over $60 million. And we're just talking about NBA money. We're not talking about his contract with Mercedes-Benz. We're not talking about his Nike deal, right? So a guy like Tobias Harris, who basically grew up in an affluent area in Long Island, could be like, hey, look, bruh, <laughs> life is good. You know, I, you know, you know, my father and, and my mother, like, you know, heck, his grandfather, yeah, I know my grandfather was a Stustigi Airman. I can't even get it out. But I know all that. But look, look, he made life good for us. Look at me now. Like, come on, man. I, you know, come on now. Like, I'm, I'm a great basketball player. I don't experience this. I haven't experienced this. And for him to reach back and talk about it for other folks using his celebrity as a platform to help out speaks volumes. And then you have Ben Simmons. You know, as I found out right now is that before there was a time when we people rarely spoke about spoke of politics. There's two things you don't talk about. You don't ask someone how much money they make, and you don't ask them their political <laughs> views, right? That's just one of those things you don't. And within the last couple of years, everyone has been labeled, you know, you're the, in the left, you're in the right, you know, you're a conservative, you're a liberal. Before that, we just sat down and talked. And now, it, it, so the, the discussion comes up, and then all of a sudden, you know, Ben Simmons makes a, a opinion about someone that, let's face it, he's not the only person who felt that way or feels that way. And then all of a sudden, the same people who love them are saying, I'm done with the Sixers. Shut up, Ben. Shut up and play better. You're an Australian. Well, actually, he does have a dual citizenship. His father is from New York. You know, you know, this guy, you know, he comes here and he sees how whack things are. Not only that, Ben Simmons, yes, he used to come back and spend time with his family in New York. 
And then when he got to high school, I forget, was it the 10th or 11th grade, he, he moved to Florida. And, and he was going to high school, playing high school ball in Florida. So he is a dual citizen. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So to me, it's just ridiculous and is ignorant the way that people criticize these guys. You know, I mean, they do. And it's just crazy. And it's like we want people to speak. You know, now here's the thing. If they didn't speak, if they didn't speak out, you know what they would say? Man, that's crazy. Ben Simmons is about to get $170 million. Tobias Harris has $180 over $200. They're sellouts. They don't give back. They don't do anything. So they isn't can't win. Kind of, isn't that kind of what Tobias and Tobias has kind of been in a, in a little debate with Odell Beckham Jr. about this, about, about whether it's even okay to be silent in this situation. And, you know, I feel a little differently. Or maybe we feel the same way and just say it different. Um, I don't think this is a political issue. It's only a political issue if people make it. This is this is this yeah. is about empathy and respect. But Maybe people try to turn it into a simple, po- isn't it? Yeah, but you're right. But people are turning it into a political right. issue. Right. They're that's turning into a political that's, issue. That's not, yeah. what, that's not what Tobias is doing. Yeah. Tobias isn't, Tobias isn't sitting there saying it's a political issue. This is an issue of respect. Yeah. There is absolutely no reason. I mean, this is a, this latest example of George Floyd. <clears throat> excuse me, is only the latest and and most drastic example that happened to be caught on videotape. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we might not have had cameras. This we, we might never have seen this. He might have just died quietly, and nobody would have ever known the difference. The, f- the fact is, this this has been going on, and people need to learn to respect each other. Saying that this that if you have a D or an R after your name and everybody going back to their respective corners makes no sense. This is everybody needs to speak out because everybody should want respect, and if everybody wants respect, then everybody should give respect. Yeah, it's it's. I know it's a simplistic look at, at a very complicated issue, but this only becomes a political issue. Because people are using it for politics, but the, any there there should be no right-minded human being that says what they saw on that videotape is right. That should be it should be a hundred percent universal that that was wrong. That man was murdered while people sat there and said to the cops, "He can't breathe." He, from from what they're saying now. He stopped breathing about two and a half minutes before they finally took his their knee off of his throat. Yeah, and and the thing is, I, I guess you agree with me as well that people need to stop linking the two. You know, I get you know on television, I get you see it, but you see the peaceful protests like one o'clock, twelve o'clock, one o'clock, and then you see the looting at night. You know, people need to stop linking the two. They have to, because to me, that's a cop out. 
That's a cop out, you know. Well, and, and it's and it's also it's not it's not just protesters. If it even is any protesters that are doing the, the looting, yeah, there are people going in there looking to create problems to make it look like there's other people. Yeah, there's now sophisticated efforts that go on to make it look like the other side. Yeah, and and that's not helping anybody. Nope. The, the, what's helping is, is when people like Tobias and Ben speak and say what they say. What's not helpful is not just the people who are doing negative things and talking negatively. It's those it's those people that are saying nothing and just hoping this goes away. Because we all thought it was going to go away, or some people thought it was going to go away after the Colin Kaepernick incident. Yep. And yeah, you're right. I mean, and, and, and it, it hasn't gone away, and it's not going to go away by people being silent. You know. That being said, what did you think of James Dolan saying that they weren't going to put out a statement? What is that man thinking? You know what? I thought is he was being real. Uh, well, I thought he. I, I thought it was stupid. Um, I, I thought it was. Uh, how should I say it? I, I thought it was um, suicide in regards to preparing for a free agency and stuff like that. But you know what? He was honest. And and what I mean by that is, you know, since this stuff has come out, come out, you know, the first couple of days, a lot of people were quiet. A lot of people were quiet. And then suddenly big corporations or big teams start saying, you know what? I think we need to put out a statement. But some of these statements were kind of hollow. Like, you know, they was like, hey, we feel sorry for uh, Floyd. But we're, but they didn't really get to the issue. You know what I mean? And so when he said that, it's kind of like, okay, it, it looks bad. But at the same time, that's James Dolan being James Dolan. Like, he's not, you know, wait, he's... So, wait, so let, let, me, let, me, let me translate. What you're, what you're saying is that he's being honest and that he's being transparent. We know where James Dolan stands. Yeah, he's James being Dolan transparent. Did, did this because all he cares about is the bottom line, right? And he and he figures, much like Michael Jordan said years ago, you know, Republicans, and you could say either, either party, they vote to, they buy tickets to, they buy sneakers to. So you don't want to offend one side or the other. That's what you're saying, right? I mean, I don't know if it was a matter of offending one side or the other or maybe one of those things where... It, it like I don't I, I don't know him so I don't really want to speak for him but to me there are certain people who are coming out and saying coming out with statements and when you read some of these statements um when when you read when you when you read some of these statements you're saying to yourself like bruh what you would have been better off just like tweeting out something with pray with praying hands and a praying hand emoji. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. some of these statements are like you can tell they're doing it just because they have to do it. Okay. You know what I mean? To, yeah, but okay, so that but that's that's some companies. And I don't excuse any of those companies. This is a different story. James Dolan operates and owns a basketball team. Where one of his players drove, what, hundreds of miles to be involved in a protest. And he has a hard, if he wants to not say anything for business reasons, that's bad enough. 
especially now, if he wants to not say it and he thinks it's good for business, then he's just flat out stupid. Because yeah, in order for his business to do well, he has to recruit basketball players, right? If you're a basketball player and you're one of, I believe it was two at the time, that was un- teams that's unwilling to say anything, exactly which players are going to want to play for him? Exactly. I mean, I get that. I get that. But you know what I'm saying? In, in other words, like, was I offended? Was I like, wow, he didn't do it? Like, I shook my head like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. That's true. But what what I'm saying is that all I'm saying is that there are certain people who right now, like, okay, for instance, I'm just going to say, okay, NFL owner, right? An NFL owner. A lot of these NFL teams are coming out and saying, you know what? We feel so bad for for Floyd. We feel so bad for the African-American community, right? We we want to do this. We want to do that. But get the, guess what? When Colin Kaepernick, you know, you had an opportunity to sign him in free agency and you chose not to because he did a, a silent protest, Right. And then America looked at it like, oh, my gosh, how dare he do that? This is bad. So but yet and still, but but, but yet, yeah, they, I'm just saying, but but yet and still, you didn't want to like you like, oh, no, we're going to blackball Colin Kaepernick. He'll never play in the NFL again. But then when somebody is murdered on, on and you and people see it, the video and then all of a sudden. The same people who were like, man, I I don't know about Colin. We're going to blackball him. Are like, oh, I'm so sorry for black people. We feel sorry for you. So to me, I'm just saying, just be consistent. That's all I'm saying. Just be consistent. Now, again, I don't know, James. You're not going to get consistency when it comes to money. Because that's what happens. Wasn't Jerry Jones one of the people who didn't want his players to kneel? The players on his team, he didn't want to kneel. Well, maybe I, I don't know if he's released a statement yet, but maybe if he would have if he would have come out and kneeled with his players every week and not succumb to political pressure, maybe we'd have a different situation. Maybe we would. All right. All maybe, I'm saying maybe is maybe that cop would have done the same thing. I understand. But, but I understand. The fact is, they keep changing based on if people make decisions based on money and not on their own morals. Then those posi- then they're not going to be consistent because those positions are going to change with the wind. All I'm saying is 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 this: as a black male, personally, I mean, and I, as a black male, don't do. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it from your heart. Don't do it just because you want to get money, just because of free agency and stuff like that. Do it for your heart. If you're going to if you're going to stand for racial inequality, do it all the time. Just don't do it because you're trying to. Be, just don't do it because you feel like that's something you have to do. It. I want people to do it from their heart. So my thing is, and again, my thing. James Dolan was I disappointed that he didn't do it? Yeah, but at the same time. I'm more like I'm looking at him now a day later as if like, come on, bruh. Now, when you had an opportunity to do it, you didn't want to do it. 
And then all of a sudden, word leaks out that everyone in the organization is upset, players are mad, all this stuff. And then you come out with one, huh? Yeah, and then he came out with one. So to me, it's like, come on, man. And then there's other people who did it just because of that. So all I'm saying is, if you really, if it's really in your heart, then have it in your heart. Don't do it just because, you know what? I'm trying to sell tickets. You know, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. That's just my opinion. So, and, and I get it. I, I know sometimes they feel obligated to do it, but... You're, obli- you're feeling obligated to do something doesn't help the cause because guess what's going to happen? In a couple weeks or whatever, something else is going to be on the top of the news. Like people are going to something. There's going to be a nat- like I'm not I'm not wishing anything, but there's going to be something that's going to happen that's going to steal the headlines. And my question is, are these so people? who said that they're going to stand for racial equality and they feel sorry. What are you going to do when people aren't talking about it again? You know what I mean? Don't just send a statement. Like, you know, statements are cool if you can back it up. If not, it's just something that you feel obligated to do. That's all I'm saying. Oh, look, I I totally agree with you. You should not do anything out of greed. You shouldn't do it out of fear. You should do it out of conviction. Yeah. Um, and, and and that's what I kind of hope people would do. But I do have a problem with the fact that Dolan was, seems to have been motivated by fear of, of money. And, and I think that he continues to show why he's one of the worst owners in sports. Um, I think we all need to speak out. And, and when this, whatever this next incident that happens in whatever walk of life that that may take this off the front pages, we uh-huh. can't stop. And athletes shouldn't have to stop either. Everybody should be able to voice an opinion. Isn't that, you know, the people who say that athletes should shut up and play are also the first people to stand up and say that they have the right to free speech and wave the Constitution in people's faces. And the Constitution applies to all of us all the time equally. Yeah. Yeah. E- exactly. 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 Um, now... What I want to ask you, let, let's get off of this subject and let's talk some yeah. basketball. How do you feel about that 22-team format where all the teams, 22 teams are going to come in, they're going to play eight games, right? And how it goes is, so right now, the Orlando Magic, they're the eighth seed. And uh, I believe the Washington Wizards are the ninth seed, yeah, the ninth seed. So the Wizards get to go. And then the other teams are... Um, five teams from the West, right? And the, the, for the, they're like, okay, you got three teams. You have um, the Portland Trailblazers, right? Mm-hmm. They're number nine. So you, Damian Lillard got his wish. Yeah, he, he got his wish. Yep, yep. I mean, think. I mean, hey, here's the thing. When you look at the Memphis, I feel sorry for the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies. Well. They're only going to have eight games. It's not like they have to play 17. But you have um, the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, they're they're playing well, but they were kind of starting to come back to earth a little bit. Well, hold on, though. But playing well is, we used to think of the Western Conference as the dominant conference, right? The Western Conference, as is right now, the Grizzlies are in the AC, and they have an under 500 record. They're 32 and 33. Yeah. So they're improved, but they're not great. 
you have the Trailblazers at 29 and 37. The Pelicans are 28 and 36. The Kings are 28 and 36. And the Spurs are 27 and 36. And the Suns are 26 and 39. So they're going to have, what, 13 teams? Or are they going to have 11 teams? How many teams are they going to have from the West? Uh, 13. They got 13, right? Mm-hmm. So, so they're basically saying Timberwolves and Warriors are the only teams that aren't invited to this little shindig down in Orlando. And they're going to play, and so hopefully you're going to tell me why this all makes sense. You're going to have, are these teams going to play just in their own conference? I don't know games? yet. I don't know. Okay. Probably not. See, so, so how exactly is this going to work? Because if, if, if you're the Clippers, are, are, are you going to have to play Kawhi Leonard in every game, or are you going to sit him when they're playing the Suns or the Spurs, because they don't really care who's who's in the AC. Yeah. Like, how is this going to work, these eight, these eight games? Who's going to play, who's not? And by the way, what happens to the other NBA players that aren't in these 22, these 22 teams? Are they getting paid? Look, I think that they had to think about it. There were certain owners, Michael Jordan was one who was vocal, who didn't want his guys to come back for meaningless games. They know that they weren't going to make the playoffs. And, you know, I, I think that sometimes... Well, they're com- Michael, your team's out. Your team's out. And, and sometimes I think you have to make some concessions. I honestly do. I think you have to make some concessions. And um, this was one of them. You know, it, it looks crazy. It sounds crazy. Work. How, how are these we don't, games going to work? Who's playing who? And are, are you required to play all your players? I mean, well, are, they've had plenty of load management time now. So if, if are they going to send this to the NBA Players Association and say, look, if you're for this, you guys you got to play every game. We're only asking you to play eight regular season games to get into the playoffs. I assume nobody's taking off for load management once they get in the playoffs. So they have to ask these guys to play eight games. Well, if you if you look at this whole thing, okay, you got to ask these guys to play eight games, right? But the Sixers will drop, will finish no lower than six in the East because they already have they have nine games ahead of <laughs> ahead of what eight and a half games ahead of the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. So they're good right yeah. there, right? Yeah. So, so, so the Sixers are tied right now for fifth with the Pacers. They have the same record, yeah. 39 and 26. They're two games out of the Heat, who are 41 and 24. Other than that, they're not catching up. They're not getting – the highest they could go is the fourth seed. And guess what? Being the fourth or fifth seed means zero if you're not going to have your games on your home court. Right? Yeah. So who cares? What, do, do the Sixers care? The only reason the Sixers would care is the question is, do, would they rather play the Raptors or the Celtics? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or or heck, we don't even know if it's going to be the top sixteen as of right now. Like after right. they do it, yeah. If the if the Sixers worst case scenario is the Sixers end up playing the Celtics in the first round. Other than that, the only the only teams they can play in the first round are the Celtics, the Heat, and the Pacers. Yeah, they care. So, by the way, does Joel Embiid going to need load management? Or is he gonna I be don't know. To Here's my thing. Typically, my thing is that they've been away for so long and we haven't had basketball. The fact that it's coming back, you know, and, and I get it. 
I get it. The reason why they're doing with, with the 22 teams, I mean, think about it. You know, you can't just do it for the Western Conference teams. The Eastern Conference team does have Bradley Bill, right? It, it does have Bradley Bill at the 9 seed. But then you look at this other thing for TV purposes. Yeah, but, but, but they were five and a half games back. In the I know. They probably won't. They're not going to make it. They're but but it anyway. they're, they're not going to make it. But then when you have like teams like Portland, Lillard, you have uh, the Pelicans, Zion, Sacramento right. Kings, Young Stars, the Spurs, you know, the Phoenix Suns, Young Stars. You know, this stuff is made for TV. Like, you know, I, the, maybe the Pelicans and Portland may, may may battle the Grizzlies. I don't see the other teams doing it. I just don't. You know, I don't even know if the Spurs really want to be there or, or the Suns. You know, because you're kind of like messing up the lottery pick for these teams. But, but you know, to me, I'm not going to... I'm not going to criticize the league just because I want basketball back. I mean, I want it back. Now, being down there is a different story, but I want basketball back. <laughs> I do too. So, yeah. so if you if you if you're going to ask 22 teams to come back, just start it with the playoffs. And, and is there concern that they want to shake the rust off before they get to the playoffs and they don't want to have somebody some team have a fluke, you know, best out of three win because, you know, they have younger, maybe have younger players who are going to be able to, to bounce back and get in shape quicker. I mean, what's the logic between having the eight regular season games or just jumping straight to the playoffs? Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's really not. I think, I think, I think this is what I think. This is what I think. I think that. Like, again, I, I think that they're trying to make – sometimes it's hard to make everyone happy. You know, you got certain teams who want to go for the playoffs. You have certain teams, certain small market teams who want to get paid, right? They want to get that money. And certain teams want to go to playoffs. And I think that it's a matter of, hey, look, we know all 30 teams aren't coming back. They said that. But we also – is you, you're – it's not fair to the Pelicans. It's not fair to these teams because they were they were rolling. Also, they want to get playoff experience, you know. So I think that yes, the easiest thing and maybe the most logical thing to do is two two choices: either bring back all thirty or just start the playoffs, right? Just start the playoffs. And like you said, maybe they're going to use these. Some teams are going to use them as tune-up games, what have you. But, you know, that's the only two options I think that they had. Now, yeah, this one is a little different. You know, people are going to like, what do you mean a play-in game? Like, you know, after eight games, if regardless if you got a four-game lead or not, you should still go to the playoffs because – you're not going to say, hey, 76ers, you got to get within X amount of games in order for you to get the third seed. No, if you pass them, you pass them. If they don't pass you, they don't pass you. You know what I mean? Like, regardless, if you if you can't make up, if, if a team has a four-game lead on you, then you keep the four-game lead. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you don't play a play-in game. Like, if you know, you just don't do it. So, to me... 
I just think that it's one of those things where they had several options and several people wanted to do it, and that's what they decided to do. And let's face it, they wanted to experiment with stuff. They wanted to have a play-in game. That's something that they always talked about, having a play-in game, you know? Wait, wait, wait. so I, I missed this part. So you're telling me that they're going to put, that, for example, in the East, there's nine teams. After the eight regular season remaining games, there's still going to be a play-in game for the eight and nine teams? Say it again. If yeah, it depends. So let's just say right now I don't have it in front of me, but I think um, where are they? Five and a half games ahead of them. Yeah. If wait, are you talking in the East? In the East. Yeah, the yeah the Magic are, are are thirty and thirty five, and the Wizards are twenty four and forty. So, so they're five and a half games ahead. So what happens at the end of eight games? If the Wizards and if, the Magic is up by one game. Then they, they, they do a, a they do a playing game. If they're if Why? because the playing game is gonna be if a team gets within four games or less, then a few or fewer. What they'll do is they'll have a playing game. If they keep it within five, if they have their cushion is five games, then they automatically go in there. Why? That's what that they want, man. Yeah. That, that makes that makes no sense. So so if you're if you're the magic right now, if you get to there's they'll play four games and they're and and, and let's say they're um one game up, or whatever it is. You're telling me that, that they're they're gonna be motivated when they know they're gonna have to play a play in game anyway? I'll tell you what I'm doing if I'm if I'm the magic and I get to that eighth game and I know I'm still going to have to play a playoff, a play-in game. Mm-hmm. Then my guy, then my, then my guys are going to rest for for that game right before the play-in game, right? Yeah, yeah. Unless of there's some rule that you're not allowed to rest them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a little lost for words just because I'm just happy they're coming back, and there's it, a yeah, lot of things more, that they have to do. More basketball, the better. But yeah, I still, but I still question the logic of of why they're doing it unless it's okay that means we get one more Zion game before he's out we get one more John Moran game before he's out we get one more chance to see Devin Booker before he's out that that could be the only reason to do that because logically it doesn't make sense if you're going to have eight more regular season games before the playoffs start yeah you're right you're right you make a lot of sense but you know what also makes some great sense man what oh I know go ahead the built bar. <laughs> Have you had any? I had one this morning before I had my court case. Oh, for real? Uh, okay. Yeah. So I know you won, right? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know yet, but we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I had one too, but I'm about to have another one. Um, Here, you guys got to realize, I keep saying this over and over again, and I keep telling Jeff how addicted I am of this. Um. I love Built Bar because it reminds me of a chocolate candy bar. It's really good. I, I, I tear it up. But at the same time, it's only 110 calories and it's a energy bar. So, you know, to me, I'm just recommending to you guys to go out there. To listen, go out there and do the promo code. Go to BuiltBar.com, do the promo code locked on, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. So go ahead and do that. You know what I mean, Jeff? 
That's what that that's what I had to had you do, right? Mike, Mike, yeah, that's what you did. I had a big box of them. So, do, do you get anything extra if you're wearing a pit shirt while you're while you're doing putting in your locked on code? Tell them they get a shout out on my next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you have to hit me up. You have to email me and let me know, or, or no, you have to show me a picture. <laughs> show me a picture. But look, Jeff, I want to thank you, man, uh, thank for you. coming on, and uh, have a great one, buddy. You too. All right. No, 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 no. Before we go, I was, yeah. uh, I'm remiss, and I apologize. So listen, you guys got to go to 610 this Friday, 610 a.m., ESPN Radio, and listen to my man Jeff and my buddy Jason Springer. They have one of the best sports shows around. Um, it's one of those things where when I'm in town or even at a try to do my best to listen to it. You know, I'm a little disappointed that they only come on one day a week. However, they're busy guys and they have a life and they do everything else. So um, if you really want to listen to a great show, um, you got to uh, tune in to 610 Radio and listen to um, Jeff and Jason. And Jeff, just tell them about your show. Give it a plug, the name of it, everything else. It's the hardest sports on 610 ESPN in Philadelphia. You can catch it anytime. You can stream it online at our website. You can stream it at the radio show's website, the radio station's website. You can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff on any podcast that you can think of. We just try to talk about uh, the events of the day. Last week was the, the 10th anniversary of Roy Halladay. Uh, his perfect game. So we had Shane Victorino come on and join us and talk about his memories. We had... Uh, Todd Zalecki, who you probably know, a Philadelphia writer who, who wrote a book on Halliday. And, and this week, we're going to continue the conversation that you and I just had at the beginning of the show. Uh, we're hoping to have Doug Glanville on from f- former Philly, who's a New York Times writer and a professor now, to talk about the subject and hopefully some more guests to talk and have a, have a productive conversation on this. Yep, it'll be great. But hey, look, y'all, so you got to do yourself a favor and... Go there on Friday, listen in, and uh, download his stuff on uh, Spotify and iTunes. And do do the same thing here. Like, you know, go and you can get this podcast um, by down to, by downloading it and couldn't get it out on Spotify. And you could go to Apple iTunes and uh, and get these podcasts as well. And I want to thank... You subs- and if you subscribe to your podcast, it just downloads it automatically. So, boom, it's on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Right. Yeah, do that. That's simple, right? I should have said that. But hey, <laughs> thanks. That's why Jeff's my best, my favorite lawyer. <laughs> he keeps me straight. Hey, I want to thank you all for listening and have a great day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 